smaller on the outside. Hey, what's up, and welcome back to Smaller on the Outside, or as I would like to call it, SOTOCAST! The first, the best, and the only Doctor Who podcast that you just can't miss. My name is Dave, and I'll be the companion with you this evening, and with me as always is... Andy. Who will be the Time Lord, because, you know, it's always great when you change things up, when you change legacy rules, and, <laughs> and, um, so Andy's now going to be the Time Lord, and he's going to take it from here. <laughs> yeah, so much well. to talk about with this, uh, this episode. So, before we start, let's go ahead and hear a word from our sponsors. Uh, take it away, me. And we're back. What a great commercial break. So, like I said uh, before, we're changing up some legacy rules, obviously, because this episode was the finale of Doctor Who, which also changed up some legacy rules and is sure to really anger some Doctor Who fans. But when is that not the case? Okay. <laughs> People are always really angry with Doctor Who. People love it. <laughs> and some people will love it. Now, I, I've always been uh, somebody who's never really understood all the hate, you know, because people have expectations when it comes down to Doctor Who. I have a little bit of a cold, so I might sound blah, blah, blah. But mm. um, I do kind of understand this one because of the whole changing up of legacy rules. Uh, which is what this episode ultimately does. It changes some things up. It changes up kind of who Doctor Who, who Doctor Who is, um, which is sort of confusing. Yeah. It's confusing. Um, it does, but it also works with what we've known. So it's not like it. Um, it completely invalidates it, except for. There are some questions still uh, on how everything works, but it, sure, it, yeah. Here, here's a here's a question for you. Here's a question. Um, Galfrans in general, Time Lords in general, do they have the two hearts, or is that just the Doctor? I I I'm confused. <laughs> I believe they've they've shown the two hearts with other other Time Lords as well. Okay. All well, right. if you so if you think the... about the master, uh, especially the uh, you know the prime minister one, he did the da 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 da, da and uh, and he had that in his head because the time lord sent that into him as the heartbeat of the time lord. Remember? Da 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 da, because there's two hearts. Right. Okay. Okay, so that's just another question. It kind of popped up in my head before we did this podcast uh, about some other questions that have kind of been brewing uh, because of what this episode does. Perhaps, um, perhaps everybody from that part of space has two hearts. I don't know. Sure. Yeah, that's that's what we're going with. <laughs> or it's perhaps, not even that. It's not even that. Part of, I don't know. Perhaps when. Uh, these people were given the doctor's abilities, they gained another heart. It's That's not part. even that part of space because the doctor is apparently an interdimensional being. Wait, what? Interdimensional okay. being? 
That's what I call her. Okay, interdimensional being. Because they they found they 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 found her uh, under that big portal in the sky, saying she dropped out of it, and she's just this alien that's unlike any other alien. She's a true alien because she comes from that area. That's why she's regenerating. That's why she's uh, whatever because she's unlike anything else, and that's why they had to study her. Because she dropped out of this portal from wherever that portal leads to. I didn't realize she came out of a portal. Yeah. Well, that's what uh, Tecteun found, is the portal in her discoveries after she left Gallifrey and was traveling around. And she found this planet, which had a portal in the sky, a big portal. And underneath the portal was this child that just looked like she was lost, didn't know what was up, what was down, and nobody was around. She was just lost. And that was the timeless child that Tech Taeun found, and the, the timeless child can regenerate. So it, it, it dropped out. of. The, she's not Gallifreyan. Right, she's not Gallifreyan, she, but I just thought she was an alien on a strange planet. The only one there? No, she was on that strange planet because she was under this big old portal in the sky. And that's what Tecteo found. And a whole lots of things uh, are confusing to me now. Um, so in this episode... I'm, the I'm, doctor seeing a, I'm looking at it and I'm seeing this giant thing in the sky that could be a portal. But do they say that? Yeah, yes. They, they say something to that degree. I don't remember if it was the the word portal or if it was like a wormhole or something it was it was something to that degree uh about saying where this child came from was this thing in the sky hmm. where'd the portal uh, come from <laughs> exactly because there's like a, a giant structure uh yeah connected to it so i don't know i just assumed that that was a planet full of other aliens and this child was just left alone somewhere I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. Um, but I mean, whatever. Uh, in this episode, the episode starts off. The doctor goes to Gallifrey with the master who showed up in the last episode. Take my hand. She's like, nah. But then she does it anyways because he's like, I'm going to shrink your friends because this is what I do now. I shrink people. Honey, yeah. I shrunk the kids. Honey, I shrunk That's the Something the, uh, old, the master in the classic series had done. Right. So, um, but at the same time, you know that the Cybermen were after the companions and, and on the ship in space. So the way that they get out of that is they, they pull a walking dead and they decide to get past the Cybermen. They're just going to be Cybermen themselves right. and they're going to wear the Cybermen suits. Now, okay, in the past, <laughs> when people have put on Cybermen suits, specifically the headpiece, haven't they just been upgraded themselves right that's what i was saying and i guess did they i think it seemed like they were explaining it away as if they could be in the suits for a short amount of time but if they stayed there too long they would be upgraded but if you want uh what was the episode with uh james corden where he went in the suit and the suit (laughs) starting to seal up right And, and the doctor stopped did the doctor stop it right before it was sealed or or did 
did he undo it after it was sealed? I think he might have undid it after it was sealed. I don't recall that specific uh, part of the episode. I remember James Gordon in the suit, though. Yeah, but it was like his baby started crying or something. And so it was like he somehow found the will to get out of the Cyberman suit or something. Okay. Yeah, I, I do kind of remember that. Yeah. Well, obviously, his mind was starting to go then. Um, yeah, his mind... These... He, it seemed like he was already getting ready to convert or something, something like that. Maybe. And now the companions are wearing these things like Halloween costumes and nothing's happening to them. Um, so I... I understand that it's a ship full of uh, suits that aren't active or whatever, but right. It, I, I just know that from what I've seen from the Cybermen in the past, it's usually an upgradable thing. Like I wouldn't get into a suit, you know. I'd be like, well, to be fair, they may not have known that. <laughs> <laughs> they they may not have seen the previous episodes of Doctor Who. You're saying. It's possibly that it's explained by um, what the lone Cyberman said that that um, he was getting rid of all the organic parts of the Cyberman suit. He was turning them just into robots. So possibly yeah. he changed the suits so that they no longer upgraded people. Okay, that could maybe. Have- I don't know. Um, so back on that planet where there was a portal to Gallifrey. Remember, there's still Ryan still there, and so is Captain Morgan. Um, what did I call him before? <laughs> uh, his name is Kasharmus, I think. Oh, that's right. I called him Captain Seamus. Um, but I'm calling him Captain Morgan this time because he reminds me of the guy on Captain Morgan. Um, <laughs> yeah. So he's he's Captain Morgan now. Now, okay. So they're still on that planet, and they're dusting off some old weapons because they know that they're about to fight off some more Cybermen because Cybermen always come over, and they got weapons this time. And thankfully, the Cybermen did not send out drones this time to attack the uh, the weapons. <laughs> so I guess that's uh the drones are a one time thing, you know. So. <laughs> That's good. Um, the, so the master takes the doctor to the heart of Gallifrey, the big uh, capital building, I guess you could call it. And they had a name. Tells her, Citadel? I don't know. Yeah, Citadel. Uh, Citadel. And he tells her all the secrets that they kept there. Uh, and meanwhile, he invites the Cybermen in to Gallifrey because he's a freaking psychopath. So this... Let's talk about the timeless uh, child story. It's not children. The title is a little bit misleading. Uh, it is, though, um, sort of. It is, but it's all the same person. Right. It's regeneration. So, so what Tecteun is, is a character that lived on Gallifrey before there was Time Lords or uh, Timeless Children or anything like that. It was, It was just... The indigenous people of Gallifrey is basically just a person, a human person who created or helped create or was part of creating space travel or something to the degree. She flies off of Gallifrey because she wants to go on a five-year mission to whatever. <laughs> uh, 
to to explore what else is out there. I'm guessing. I don't know if it actually tells us why where she's no doing for. Exactly. <laughs> and she's just she's traveling, seeing what else is out there. And she, like we said at the beginning of this podcast episode, she runs into the timeless child. She runs into a little girl on a planet just wandering around uh, underneath this big portal in the sky. Saying It looked a little bit this, like the boundary. It did. I was wondering if it was the same planet with Captain Morgan, but I don't know. Um, it could be. It could be. Um, but regardless, that's what she finds there is the timeless child uh, who apparently is some kind of interdimensional being who can regenerate whenever they die. Take Taeyun. This, this whole thing is like exposition. Okay, this whole episode. Tech <laughs> um, Taeyun has to um, do some science experiments on her, trying to figure out how regeneration works so that when she dies, that she can regenerate. And when she regenerates, she can teach the people over in Gallifrey how to do the same thing and then somehow turn that into a birth thing. So when everybody gives birth, they would be able to pass on the gene of regeneration. Right. So that they can just, I don't know. You change your DNA so that it, it passes on. Like I said, this episode rewrites legacy rules. Um, because well, and it, it almost I, seems you to, could say that it adds backstory to what was already there. Because what happens, is, yeah, what happens is yes, she she finds out how regeneration works, however that works, and then she, you know, she makes it so the Gallifreyans can do it as well, and then somehow they're able to make a rule that you can only do it 12 times, which would not. So what they, the what they did is, yeah. So they, well, no, it did uh, at one point or we think, but it, why it, it's hard to but say why so the doctor is the timeless child. Basically it's probably something to do with population control. <laughs> I don't know, but well. did they, they might've, they might've said in the episode, I don't, I don't, I don't remember, but um, the time Lord, you know, the people in charge were able to um, specifically limit regenerations at 12 for anybody who wasn't the doctor. And then I think they eventually made it so that the doctor had that limit as well. Either that or the doctor never had that limit and just thought they did. That's possible, too. I mean... My my best estimate, my best guess is that the time lords forgot that the doctor was a timeless child. And well, yeah, I mean, if you think about it, the, the time lords who would have been around when Matt Smith was was dying would not have been the people who knew the doctor's secret, would not have known about the timeless child. And so these people would have just thought it's just another time lord. Right. So when Matt Smith was about to regenerate, was getting older and older because he was holding off on, I guess, whatever. Um, the, they, they came down and gave him some more regeneration powers. But did that do anything? Or was that just a waste of time? And was it just a waste of an episode because it no longer applies to him? 
that's what I think. I think is it, we thought that he was getting another regeneration cycle, but it's possible they just lifted the limit entirely. Um, it's also possible that he never had it in the first place because here's the problem. The, uh, the other doctor we see in this season, um, what did they go by? Uh, the, which doctor? The, the other one. <laughs> oh, Ruth? From, from, yes, Ruth, that's it. So, oh. <laughs> um, they, they had a police and that's the big problem, the big question about this episode. Um, so when the doctor stole the TARDIS, it was not a police box already. It was just a, a blank cylinder. And it became a police box when the doctor landed on Earth, which we assume was in London in the, fift- in the 50s or the 60s or whatever. And that's when um, the doctor and his granddaughter stayed on Earth for a few years before the show started. So yep. if the doctor already has a police box TARDIS, the only realistic explanation, which is one that we have explained, have talked about before, is that this happened between Doctor 2 and Doctor 3. And right. if that's the case, then the 12 regeneration limit may not have existed unless, right, that's... unless the time that uh, David Tennant regenerated into himself didn't count. People often forget that one. So if that um, didn't count, it could work maybe. If if she was the only one in between Doctor Two and Three, then it could work that way. I don't know. It's confusing now because I think for the most part it's explaining the twelve rules for Gallifreyans and that she is you know it doesn't count for her, and that's trying to explain some things it's probably trying to explain ruth the entire thing for me is it's just trying to explain something away trying to um it also explains something that was uh shown in in the classic series and that was called the morbius regenerations yeah i asked you about that a few yeah so i didn't back I, I didn't remember it. Um, I think I might have misinterpreted what was happening in the episode, possibly. Like, maybe I was thinking that the Doctor was seeing memories of people he used to know, stuff like that. But um, apparently, uh, there was, in an old episode, um, somebody was going to turn back the clock on the Doctor and send him back to an old regeneration. And he was seeing images of these people that we'd never seen before, suggesting that there were up to eight regenerations before the first Doctor that we never knew about. Or possibly um, between two and three. They could be there. Mm-hmm. Um, that we didn't know about. And these, I believe these Doctors were shown in this episode, in The, the Timeless Children. Yeah, in flashes. Yeah. So this episode basically served as an explanation for what that was, which further explained the Ruth doctor played by Joe Martin. Um, But here's my, here's another issue. I just, I just thought of uh, while we were recording this podcast. Um, They said 
that River Song had regenerations and was a part Time Lord because she was conceived in the TARDIS in the in the uh, what do you call it the time vortex? I yeah they sure. Said that's how you create a Time Lord um, through time. Tra- you know, time travel creates the, the Time Lord basically. And so they had already uh, given explanation for how time lords were created in that episode. Back oh. in Smith. Um and so <laughs> maybe uh, that's confusing. Maybe what was in the vial uh, that the uh Tech Tayun discovered was the time vortex. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe she found sure. the vortex. And that's well. What didn't they say? Didn't didn't they say in the episode after the whole regeneration discovery thing that they created time travel? Yeah. So I'm gonna. This is my bit of uh, fan theory here. Is that okay? That the thing that they that Tectayun injected herself with had the time vortex in it. And they later discovered what that was and was able to create a TARDIS out of it. That's what my theory is on that. And so that would explain River Song's creation as well as uh, work with this. That's, I think that's one way you could combine the two <laughs> ideas together. Fan theory, otherwise known as just, just try to explain it in a way that it, it makes sense. But here's another um, one. <laughs> Here's oh, okay. another issue. So, um, in I believe it was, I believe it was David Tennant episode uh, somewhere, uh, where they were talking about the Master, um, and they talked about uh, how the Doctor and the Master grew up together, which was uh, mentioned in this episode as well. Um, they said that basically to graduate their, I don't know what their their course their their whatever it was. They, to graduate, they store they stared into the time vortex, right? The infinite mm-hmm. space, I think they called it. Yeah. And I always gathered that that's how they, you know, that's how they got their their powers or whatever. <laughs> so you, it's one, one once again another another confusing element to it. First, I think this episode just complicated things. Yeah. It just made me frustrated because I'm like, technically speaking, before this, we had enough answers that we were happy with. It was unnecessary. Um, it was definitely one, unnecessary. Yeah. Except for one reason. The, the, the reason it could be necessary is it could mean that the Doctor is now no longer bound by 12 regenerations. Like We always assumed that when Matt Smith regenerated, he was given a second set of regenerations, another 12 regenerations. And if that's, if this episode means anything, it could mean that it wasn't another 12 set of regenerations. It was an unlimited set of regenerations. And so now they don't even need to think about the 12 regenerations anymore. I just that feel like this episode, I, th- I just feel like this episode take, it takes a look down on that Matt Smith episode, which I thought was one of the best of Doctor Who. I feel like it, 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 gets, it makes it look stupid if, and, and pointless. If, um, if there are more than one Doctors in, uh, in between Doctor 2 and 3, 
I would say yes. If not, I think it's possible. Even if um, the, the new doctor was between two and three, we could just say that the second version of David Tennant doesn't count as a regeneration. Mm. Which they, I think they did count that in uh, time of the doctor. They did. Yeah. Yep. All of the, all of the doctors, the war doctor and the second uh, D- David Tennant count. Right. And so this episode's just confusing. Um, and we know that part, uh, part of the story, we know that Brendan uh, from the last episode was the doctor. That's so okay. You, you may have misunderstood this story, as I, I certainly did. I thought it was um, so. Basically, they said they had the timeless children, which were like the first several regenerations of the Doctor when he was a kid, or when he or she was a kid, and uh, and then we got basically what was it called the the division, right? Yeah, yeah. Or, Sort of like uh, the doctor as a secret agent trying to correct um, problems with time travel. Because basically they said that time lords weren't allowed to interfere with history except for the doctor. The doctor was allowed to, right? And that's what he Mm -hmm. would secret division. And what it always seemed like, the way I understood it while I was watching the episode, it seemed like they were saying the doctor would go out, he would fix a problem, you know, uh, Legends of Tomorrow style. (laughs) <laughs> and then and then he would have his memory wiped and and reset to a, uh, another regeneration or something and that's sort of how i understood it and that and that's how i understood brendan as being one of those but when i was reading on the tardis uh wiki they say that brendan is not real brendan is uh, a for the timeless child so metaphor. you have yeah, so you have a child being found by parents, right? Mm-hmm. We have um, you have the child falling down and surviving. You have the child, and then then they grow up, and then you know there's done on them. So basically, what you're seeing is little little pieces. It, they joined the division. They joined the, uh, you know, the uh, police force or whatever, which is sort of supposed to be representative of the division. And so basically what this was, was the Time Lords weren't allowed to keep any history of, of the Timeless Children uh, or previous doctors. And so what Tech Taeun did was encoded it in this secret message so it mm. seemed like a story of a regular dude but it it turned out it was a story of the timeless child and early versions of the doctor that we didn't know about right so it was, it was sort of a way that when you transmitted that into the doctor's head she understood what it actually meant yeah i was thinking when i was watching that it was possibly uh something like that um and we were thinking was that was metaphor. we were thinking that was the backstory to the uh, to the lone Cyberman. We were we weren't the only ones because I was reading like recap where that's what people were thinking because it's because of mm-hmm. the thing that they put the on the it's guy's head. Ben. Yeah. So, 
Anyways, um, so the master, like I said, he led the Cybermen to Gallifrey, specifically the Lone Cybermen. He learns about something about a death particle that the Lone Cybermen is having in his chest cavity, mm-hmm. which apparently kills all organic life on a planet. Now, um, here's the thing. When he was explaining, when the Cyberman was explaining what the death particle was, did he say that it was just on one planet? Uh, I... I know I that's what they so. said later, but when he, yeah. when he was talking about it, it sounded like he was talking about eradicating all all life in the galaxy, in the universe, because that was his goal, wasn't it? He was just saying he was going to eliminate all life in the universe, and then he said, this is how I'm going to do it, and he talks about the cyber, the, uh, the death part. He's probably going to go from planet to planet and activate it. So it's, I mean, um, it's it regenerates. <laughs> it regenerates. Um, I I mean, I don't know how it wouldn't kill him, but I whatever. He transfers. That was never really the mechanical suit. Maybe right. His yeah. His plan was to turn into a robot. Right. So yeah. Um, it wouldn't matter. Um, he uh. Master shrinks him, the lone Cyberman, and he and steals the Siberium. For- yeah, and that's it. The lone Cyberman's <laughs> done. Uh, the master, the lone Cyberman. <laughs> yeah, the master uh, steals the Siberium, takes it for himself. Uh, personally, I think it's the Siberium that he steals that is ultimately going to save his life by the end. You think so? I think if there's an explanation as to why he cut. Co- comes out alive in a future episode, that's why. But do they Somehow really need to explain or other. it? <laughs> Personally, I think so. They never I like do. it when they explain things. They never do. Like, we don't know if... The, I mean, we have to assume this doctor, this uh, master comes after Missy just because that's sort of the way these things happen. But... um. It could be between Johnson and Missy, but we weren't given any of this explanation. <laughs> now, my other theory as to how he would come out alive would mean that all the Cybermen also do too, and that's regeneration. Um, right. But that would just mean that the ending of this episode is pointless. Yeah. And I don't think it is pointless. Um, so the companions eventually go to Gallifrey together and either they set bombs in Gallifrey or they discover bombs all over the place. Uh, I think think, they probably set them. uh, I think the Captain Morgan dude had bombs with him. He definitely did. He had a detonator. Uh, I think, I think he brought brought the bombs with them when they crossed the, the boundary. Yeah, sure. And, uh, so he has a detonator. And this detonator can only be operated by hand, which obviously the doctor volunteers her service because what she's going to do is she's going to take the detonator and explode miniature lone Cybermen who, who still has that uh, death particle in them. So doctor couldn't, of course, the, invent something to turn it into a remote detonator or anything. Definitely not. <laughs> That's too, science, too scientific. Um, whatever. She's going, she's going to send the companions home so that she can blow up Gallifrey, 
with the Master and now the Cybermen Time Lords. Uh, they called them the Cybermasters. <laughs> sure, whatever. Uh, and that way, she'd be killing herself, but she's also going to be killing all the rest of the threats on the planet. So we've seen something like this earlier this season where there's been, oh no, we have to explode something by hand. <laughs> and the doctor said, okay, well, I'll do it then. And somebody stepped up and they're like, no doctor, right. you're needed so, elsewhere. Yeah. In that one where and, they were underwater. Yep. And there's that ship that had to, yeah. Mm -hmm. Same thing. The same exact thing that happened in that episode <laughs> happens in this episode because Captain Morgan comes around the corner. And he says, no, doctor, you go back to the TARDIS or wherever and you go home. I I'm going to blow things up. I've been this is my duty. You know, I've been standing around a planet forever, not doing anything. I'm not about to do that again. So I'm going to blow up Gallifrey. Takes the detonator from her. She runs away. And he blows up Gallifrey and kills them. Yeah, she steals another TARDIS. I, there's two TARDISes now. Um, one turns into a house, one turns into a tree. <laughs> um, but Gallifrey is now destroyed again. And so the Master is presumably dead. We don't actually see him die. And I don't think we really see the Cybermen die either. But... Mm, Whatever. I'm guessing the Siberium saves the master. Um, so the doctor and the companions, they leave in the new TARDISes. Rule, a rule of thumb, if you don't see, if you don't physically see them die, then they can come back. But then again, we did we physically see Missy die? I think we did. Yeah, I think so. I think we saw both of them die. No, I don't. I think John Sim was getting ready to regenerate. Oh, is he? Yeah. I don't remember. All right, so like, once again, those TARDISes turn into a house. One turns into a tree, and her tree brings her back to her regular TARDIS because she needs the TARDIS for whatever reason, and she can't use other TARDISes. Um, and once again, her TARDIS is freaking infiltrated by an alien. And she does the whoop. Thing. What? 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 <laughs> How many times has the TARDIS been infiltrated this season? A lot. <laughs> it's like every episode, something comes into the TARDIS that's not... They, they forget the rule that people can't come into the TARDIS unless they have, like, a key. The, I think the shield or, is down. <laughs> sure. The shield is down. It's going to get hit by the Titanic. Um. So the Jadoon show up. The Jadoon show up, arresting the Doctor. I don't know if it's for blowing up Gallifrey or, like, killing the Master or, like, whatever. But they arrest her and say, you're going to do life in our space prison. And they teleport her to space prison, and that's how the episode ends. <laughs> Wait, is it have something to do with what happened in the Jadoon episode, I'm sure, right? You think it's the June, ep the June episode? Because that happened, like... This happened right after she, she like, blew up Gallifrey. True. And uh, we had... What was it? River was arrested for, what, killing the doctor? 
right um and and things of the nature i wonder was she was she arrested by jadoon i don't think we had jadoon in uh we had we might have had one episode with jadoon in uh in steven moffat but i don't think they were in there very much okay because yeah like they're obviously space police you know so uh he here's another wait hold on i thought i had something okay and it, it started escaping me as soon as i started saying it holding um, on holding on <sighs> i think i lost it i'll let you know uh, having a brain fart yeah <laughs> um so overall i would say this like this is one of those things where I don't know if you ever read like articles about, you know, the lost TV show um, about the writers saying that basically they didn't have a grand plan and yeah. they just wanted to do the, the grandest, greatest, uh, craziest things and just try to explain it later. Well, uh, in, well, it depends on what you mean by that. They had some things they had, like some of the ideas for what the ending would be some of the explanations planned out ahead of time but for the most part how they got there that was sort of you know as they went yeah so that's kind of how i felt about this episode some of the season but mostly this episode where it just feels great and grand and crazy and insane but then the episode, like I said, was exposition. Like it was just trying to stick up for itself and just try to, you know, explain things away. In, but the whole time, it was kind of unnecessary too. And all it really did was complicate things. Yes, it's exciting. Yes, it's crazy. Yes, it's, you know, it's bold in its decisions. But it's, it's, it's confusing because it never really needed to do that now um, here's where i uh so i have read that there is a plan and quite a big one at that where did you hear that i was uh, after after i was done with the season i went through and and looked at all the discussion threads for the uh episodes because i didn't read any of those during the season just in case they had spoilers and somebody has said that Chibnall had has a many year plan <laughs> for what he plans to do many year plan yeah. I know that he's I, I know that he's returning for the next season yeah and I also know Jody is as well I, I mean they have to well, they have to know. I appreciate the Christmas special, I guess, but yeah. I, it's all I know about it. I did know about this a few episodes ago. I knew that they were planning to return for another season. <laughs> and that's all I knew. <laughs> Well, okay. I, I I remembered the thing that I was that I forgot a minute ago. So, okay, go for it. So I believe in the episode with the Jadoon, um, the uh, other doctor and this doctor 
were captured by some they were captured by some other time lord i was wondering i can't i couldn't remember for sure was this time lord um these time lord people that were hunting them down were they referred to as the division in that episode i don't remember them being called anything i mean it was a it was a few episodes ago so i wasn't paying that much attention but it's very possible that they were called the uh, the division. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking that this uh, new doctor was a member of that division that 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 sort of um, time spies, you know, 007 for Time Lords situation that they were showing in this episode, and that the reason they showed up is because this doctor, you know was going beyond the scope of their mission by staying on earth for too long or whatever, and possibly changing too many things or whatever. And so they were coming to pick her up because of that. Um, I, I guess. And that's like one of the rules, right? You can't be human for too long. That's, that's what I'm thinking, but I, I'd have to go back and watch that episode again. But that's, that's one of the things I was wondering about is whether the division was mentioned by name in that episode. Okay, it's possible. I don't know, um, and I don't know if they'll dig into things like that. I want to know more about Ruth. I want to know more about her backstory. I don't want her to just be a random doctor. You know, mm-hmm. I I feel like that's silly to have a random doctor. Doctor, like having random timeless children as a form of a plot device is fine. But having like an actual doctor doing stuff, having adventures, uh, I want to know more about that. And I wonder if they're gonna have uh, comics or radio uh, plays or <laughs> or or novels or or something featuring her doctor, because I I, I feel like she she'd be an interesting one, given the fact that she had no qualms about holding a gun at that one time, right? Right. Yeah. So there's certain things about her that are mysterious and should be answered. Right. Um, Where in the timeline does she fit? Is she between two and three or is she one of those ones in the division or whatever that happened before the first doctor? Right. I, I don't know. How did is she doctor, a division person? Right. How did the doctor apparently uh, regenerate into a child again? You know? Now, if if those people were in fact division time lords for sure, uh, if they were, and they were going to pick up um, Ruth from Earth with the guy that was there with her, um, are they runaways from the division or something else? I mean, right now we're just kind of speculating and we're creating stories that possibly don't exist but (laughs) i think we need to watch that episode again because yeah i don't know right because if it was any other show and you had some people coming in oh we're we're from the division would you really be paying that close attention to where they're from or what's actually happening because i feel like you're with doctor who you're paying attention to that and not specifically where these people are from because the division sounds like a very basic name for like Mm -hmm. a 
a cop thing. You know, that's it. Ooh, it's the division. I think we've had a TV show on network TV called the division. So it's like, there's a game. (laughs) There's a game. Yes. There's a game. There's a, and there's, there's a math thing called division two. Oh yeah. 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 (laughs) Division long division multiplication. If you think about it, um, we still don't know what's up with uh, Captain Jack and why. Why did he know about the? Why did he know about the Lone Cyberman and what? What was his role in all this? What? What was? I up guess with later. The, yeah, you know? I guess later on down the road, uh, the Doctor tells Jack about the Lone Cyberman as a story. Okay, I have a uh, feeling. I have a feeling that. Jack will be a uh, a big part of next season. That's my theory. Sure. Cross your fingers. However, a few episodes back, you're, you're like, uh, you know, you had a theory that Jack would be showing up in this episode. I knew he wasn't. I knew the I episode he showed. Do. I I knew the episode he showed up that this would be the last time you'd you'd be seeing him this season. I knew that much. Mm-hmm. Um. So, whatever. I knew that obviously, the actor would jump back in a heartbeat if they asked him. Right. But right now, I knew that he wouldn't be showing up in the finale. Yeah, and that's basically it. Um. Other than that, nothing much happened in this episode. Uh, let's see. Graham had another uh, doc. Uh, Graham had another grandpa speech with Yaz. It says here, Gat. Gat was the character I was talking about. The uh, other uh, Time Lord person that was trying to arrest the Doctor. It says mm-hmm. that um, she later revealed to the other Doctor that she was an agent of Gallifrey working for the Division. And was horrified when the thirteenth doctor told her Gallifrey was gone. She is the division. So yeah, she is the division. So maybe that's part of Chibnall's multi-year plan, the division. Um, yeah. the sure. division's probably part of it. I I have a feeling we're gonna see more of Cap Jack. Maybe he'll be in the Christmas special. I don't know. Um, now you said. You sent me a picture uh, for like different eras of. Yeah, the and that, that one missed. Uh, that one got the uh, Brendan thing wrong too, but otherwise. The I Brendan think, thing wrong. Yeah, I think otherwise it seemed fairly reliable to what was going on. So they, they gave it, they gave each different era of the Doctor a name. I don't know if this was part of the show or if this is just this person's naming system. And so it says the foundling era, which is basically all the different child versions of the uh, of the timeless child when when she was being experimented on. Then we have the division era, and this includes the the Morbius doctors as well as a, a uh, one other that were shown at the beginning when they were talking about the division in this episode. Um, and they, they put Brendan in there as well, but Brendan was not real. Um, then we have the fugitive era. They put the they put 
the fugitive doctor as as the fugitive era. So there could potentially be other doctors in that era. That's just their assumption. I, I don't think there's anything to confirm that, that that's where it's placed. It could be in the division era. It could be in the next era, which is called the Time Lord era, which is the the 12 regenerations. Um but if you if you get rid of the second um the second version of the twelfth doctor, then you could stick the fugitive doctor in there as well, possibly. Um then they have the timeless era, which includes, you know, um the twelfth doctor and the thirteenth doctor. And we have the retired era, which is the curator. And then we have a couple of dark manifestations of the doctor. And I don't completely agree with this, but um, the Valyard is... That's what is, I was wondering. ...is considered a dark manifestation, but so is the Dream Lord. But the Dream Lord wasn't real. It was just in their, in their dreams, wasn't it? it wasn't, I don't think it was real. I thought... I, uh, it's been a while since I saw the episode. I thought it was real, but I don't know. I thought it was just in their dreams. But and um, uh, yeah. The Valyard in the um in the classic series they said it was something between the 12th and the 13th doctor I believe. But we haven't seen that. Yeah, the Valyard was supposed to have been created between the 12th and the 13th uh, incarnation. Somehow. So, yeah, that hasn't been explained and um, maybe it was I created if it... as a result of whatever happened in time of the doctor. Maybe, maybe that created sort of like a spin-off doctor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well. Whatever happened, happened. Yeah. They, whatever. they, they did mention the Valyard in, um, during Matt Smith's run, I believe. Or maybe was it Capaldi? I don't know. It was mentioned at some point during Stephen Moffat's run. interesting yeah um maybe because they were still planning on it being a thing uh until they probably changed their minds <laughs> I, yeah. I don't know if they have the value yard later on it should at least be explained in some way or another why it didn't show up when you thought it was going to show up yeah i don't know but then again, Ruth, whatever. Maybe Ruth is the value. I don't know. The the yeah. Not there. Some some places were calling it the calling her the fugitive doctor. So I think maybe that's what we should stick with instead of Ruth. Ruth was just sort of like the uh, the alias. <laughs> the alias she was doing. Alias, some people yeah. call her the Ruth doctor. Some people call her the Joe doctor. Um. <laughs> I guess fugitive, but that's just because of that one picture. Well, no, it was whatever. The, she was. I mean, she the is fugitive. a fugitive. Yeah. She was the fugitive of the Jadun and of the division, apparently. So. So maybe the Jadun are arresting thirteen because they're they can't find fugitive. It's possible. Uh, it, it is, but there's other doctors they could arrest instead. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's just because this is our current one. Whatever. Another um, another question I had was uh, that I didn't even think about during Fugitive of the Jadoon is whenever two doctors meet, 
as soon as they separate, they can no longer remember what just happened. Like that memory will come back the next time that they meet again. But um, at the, at that moment, the, the memory leaves them. I don't recall whether that was alluded to at all in that episode. I know Ew. when um, when she came back from from that whole experience, she had this like weird look on her face. So maybe that was the idea that she was losing her memory of that mo- of the those uh, events. But I don't remember if if she references them again um, without seeing her directly. I don't remember either. Because she saw um, it's definitely. So yeah, it's definitely. I I wouldn't say it's specifically referenced. Um, and sometimes I feel like you need to reference to make sure the audience understands that's what happened. So mm-hmm. for me, I didn't even think about it. For me, I was thinking she knew. Uh, the fugitive doctor the whole time so that yeah that's what i was originally thinking but then this got me wondering okay so if she had forgotten at the end of the ep- at the end of that episode maybe that would explain why she hasn't been going out searching for this new doctor and and trying to learn about why where they place in their history it just went away from their memory i don't know that's Maybe. what I would think. Well, anyways, uh, we don't have a new episode of Doctor Who till Christmas. Um, there is a title for it. Obviously, it had said the Doctor will return in blankety blankety blank at the end of this episode. You said it's a spoiler. Yes. Okay. I didn't. Uh, I didn't. That's all I will say. That. That. I always stop the episode as soon as the credits start rolling. And thankfully, they, yep. they they used to do the thing where where they put the preview right at the beginning of the credits. And they don't do that anymore. So thankfully, that it's easier to to handle now. <laughs> don't speak too soon. They'll probably change it again. Um, yeah. So it'll be uh, Christmas, probably Christmas Day, probably the whole Christmas special thing. Um, so we won't have an episode till then. As far as the podcast goes, I don't know if we'll have anything in between then and now, or now and then, or or whatever. But I, I suppose to, that's mostly up to you. <laughs> yeah, if you're if you're wondering about that though, and you want to make sure that you you hit subscribe to make sure that you understand, you know when it comes up. Also, we have a Facebook page. Just search for Smaller on the Outside. We'll probably be the only ones that pop up. Uh, I post pictures of the episodes the episodes themselves uh not the tv show the podcast episode uh <laughs> but pictures of the tv show episode well kind of get confusing there a little bit um you can give us a shout out we might shout out back to you on the podcast uh and also any news <gasps> related to the podcast yeah any uh, that won't make any sense to anybody listening <laughs> Extraordinary project. Um, <laughs> any news related to the, the the podcast, I'll post on on the the Facebook page. We have a Twitter too, but it's inactive, so you could probably find that, but don't expect much out of that. All right, so you have anything else to add about this episode? Um, no, I do not. Okay, me either, other than it's frustrating. All right, 
Guys, thanks for tuning in to Smaller on the Outside for Season 14. Uh, until further notice, our podcast is done! <laughs> well, you know how it goes. Uh, we'll see you next season for whatever we're going to be talking about, whether it be the next season of Doctor Who or uh, some other show. But until then, guys, thanks for tuning in. Make sure you, you subscribe and review us on iTunes Podcast. And until whenever next time is, peace out. Peace out.